Recorded live. All right, this is Sandra Keys, and you are listening to Keys to the Kingdom at T25CL. We have a great show for you on today. We're going to educate some people on today. Amen. There's nothing like being ignorant. Amen. When you're handling God's money. And so we're going to address uh, some of the ills that befall us as Christians, as uh, people of color, because we want to advance. Amen. And no telling what kind of economic situation we're going to be facing in the future, uh, especially with this uh, presidential election um, that is happening. We don't know who's going to get in office. And if I think the person, if, if it's the person I think that's going to get in office, it's not, we're not going to do well there. So we need to prepare ourselves for today and for the future and for our families. And so my guest today is going to help us with that. But before I bring her on, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to T25CL, the all-encompassing entertainment platform. Go to our website. There is so much uh, entertainment there. You can purchase uh, independent movies, independent music. Amen. We are an independent music and uh, movie distributor. We also have a 24-7 radio station, 24-7. We are very popular in uh, Russia. They love this station. And the reason why, we play R&B, we play gospel, we play reggae. We do it all on the same platform. You don't have to switch the channel. It's going to always be a surprise what you get. And believe me, you guys, it is great music. All right, so tune in to T25CL. Check out our website.com. All right, today my guest is Miss Kendra L. Willis. She's going to educate us on today. Amen. Kendra L. Willis is an award-winning author, columnist, financial educator, and certified inspirational speaker. Born and raised to a single mother in Oakland, California, Kendra knew firsthand the meaning of a struggle. Determined not to be a statistic, she realized early on that her proper planning, education, and determination would be her ticket to success. As a preteen, Kendra won a coveted position as a paid on-air personality for a Fox-affiliated program with KTBU Channel 2 News program, Kids Town News, where she worked for four years doing voiceovers and newscasting for the entire San Francisco Bay Area. Kendra later went on to attend San Francisco State University, where she majored in journalism and minored in human resources. In her early 20s, Kendra noticed a disparity between job placement for minorities and with research and no outside funding, became the first and youngest African-American woman in the history of San Joaquin County to independently own and operate a staffing and employment agency. After providing over a thousand jobs to minorities and and displaced employees, Kendra sold her staffing agency and began to focus on other endeavors. Kendra then started a publishing company and began to publish her own work and ghostwrite for others. She has written two nationally published fictional works. The first begin the first being the urban fiction without saying goodbye, and the second 
the best-selling Christian fiction titled No Faith. And I read that book, and my God, it is fantastic. And hopefully we'll get to talk about that a little bit later. As columnist, she has written for several California-based newspapers and magazines and has had ongoing uh, column and has an ongoing column in the Tracy Press for many years, which focused on the injustices of minority living in San Joaquin Valley. At the age of 26, Kendra became a certified paralegal and California State Licensed Life and Health Insurance Agency agent, and then founded the WIFES agency Willis Insurance Financial Empowerment Services, a full-service insurance and financial brokerage firm with a focus on financial education in inner-city communities. Between 2005 and 2016, Kendra has helped over 1,000 families to achieve their financial goals through credit repair, financial literacy training, financial liter- literacy training, sorry, and investment opportunities. In 2015, Kendra aligned herself with World Financial Group, a Transamerica company. World Financial Group is dedicated to bringing financial solutions, typically reserved for the wealthy to people from all walks of life. In January 2016, World Financial Group launched a national financial literacy campaign to help empower the middle American family against common challenges. As a current marketing director for World Financial Group, Kendra is committed to helping individuals and families understand that a proper financial foundation must be understood in order for wealth building to be possible. Kendra has set out to do hundreds of free seminars and presentations on financial literacy, where she will give her audience the tools needed uh, to be financially independent and learn to be their own money managers. Kendra truly believes that a better tomorrow begins today. Amen. For more information about Kendra Will L. Willis and her World Financial Group platform, and I'll give you that information after uh, later on in the program. But thank you so much. Uh, Miss Kendra, are you there? Kendra? Hello? You there? Hello? Hello. I think I'm muted. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, thank you so much for having me this evening, and I'm so excited to be able to share with your listeners a bunch of information um, basically geared toward helping them become their own money managers. Okay. Well, we're excited that you're that you're excited to help us. Now, tell us how did you uh, get into the business of helping people financially? What led you there? Well, uh, what led me there is a long and a short, a short story altogether. Um, for the most part, um, as my grandparents became older, um, their ability to handle their finances started waning, and mm-hmm. I realized that you know as a people and, and generally as a culture, as an American culture, we are very secretive and mm-hmm. people don't, you know, people don't share information until they absolutely have to. And right. some of the time, by that time, sometimes they're not even in a, in a position to share as much information as they need to share. So I got into the business um, mainly through helping my grandparents. My grandparents were getting older. They weren't um, as healthy as they once were. They had gone into their golden years 
Um, they were actually way into their golden years and in their mid-80s, and they just needed a, a little bit of help. At least that's what I thought. And as it turned right. out, they needed a lot of help. Um, wow. You know, and my, my grandfather passed away um, in the mid-2000s, and when uh-huh. he passed away, I actually believed that he was fully covered um, in life insurance, and it turned out that he wasn't. And the reason why he wasn't is because way back in the 70s, he had bought something called a decreasing term policy. And what that meant was that the policy decreased until there was nothing left. And I just felt like um, at that time, maybe there were other people in their position, older people, younger people, people who just didn't know um, how insurance worked, how money worked, how retirement planning worked. And so going through the experience with my grandparents, led me in the direction of wanting to know more, more for myself, not so much um, more for myself, but more for my children, more for other people that I ran across. And so I went to school right away um, so that I can get prepared for myself. And then in, in getting prepared for myself, it led me in the direction to wanting to help others. So I've been in the business for about a decade now, and, mm-hmm. and my mission is just really to help people build and protect their wealth. You know, I want people to really be able to move from financial insecurity to financial independence. Okay. And so you say here your mission is to build and protect wealth for families. Uh, We want to help people move from financial insecurity to financial independence. Um, And then you're going to say our vision is to build a new industry with one million business associates worldwide and revolutionize the financial services industry to help resolve the consumer dilemma lack of okay so tell me what is one of the most common things that you see uh with i and i'm talking about african-american family middle-class families doesn't have to be african-american but middle-class families what are some of the common mistakes you see with with us well the, the most common the most common financial mistake that i see is a lack of planning and preparation you know, mm-hmm. people don't realize that we, we all sort of face the same um, challenges, and those yeah. challenges are in four major areas. One of those challenges is an, unsafe, an uncertain labor market. You know, a lot yeah. of us don't realize that automation and software um, is continuing to replace more and more workers, you know, and manufacturing jobs are moving overseas and, and, uh, to cut costs. So that's mm-hmm. one of the issues that we face. Another right. issue and the biggest issue of all in my opinion, and not, not so much just in my opinion, but actually fact over fiction, um, low savings and high debt. You know, a lot of us have yeah. low savings and we have high debt, and many of us don't know what it will cost us to retire. We don't have a lot of money tucked away for retirement. And so right. any small life event can throw us over the edge, can right. really make a difference for us. The truth right. of the matter is that right now, Right now, today, 36% of American workers have less than $1,000 in savings and investment that could be used towards their retirement. Right. That's, that's really sad. Um, well, I, another, testify, I let me just testify to that, and you're right about that. Um, I did have a little bit of savings, probably not as much as I needed to, but I worked on the job for 12 years and was laid off. So that was totally unexpected. And once I went through my savings, which took about four months to go through, um, I was, and then I was only on unemployment for six months because they don't extend it anymore. 
So after that, I was forced to go into my retirement money, money that was set aside, okay, for retirement. But I didn't have anything else. So, but, But this is how I looked at it. I was glad that I had that because had I not, you know, where would I be? So I understand right. the, the need to have to have um, your savings and then also prepare for your retirement. But like you say, life happens, amen? Uh-huh. And, and exactly. you never know where that's going to come from. It could be a spouse passing away. It could be anything that will throw exactly. you into a financial crisis. So, exactly. Um, yeah, so I totally understand what you're trying to say, but how do you prepare for that? Because I know the rule was three months back in the day of saving. Um, right. What do you say today? What? How do we prepare for the uncertainty? And like I was saying in my intro, we don't know what we're going to get um, after the presidential election, and we don't, we don't. know what kind of throw that's going to throw us into economically, you know? Exactly, and so exactly. How do we prepare for this well, uncertainty? Well, the way you prepare is that you actually have to understand one one thing. And the one thing is that nobody is going to care about your financial future more than you do, okay? We've got to learn how to take control of our future and make sure that it's in our hands. So we've got to stop waiting for the employer. We've got to stop waiting for the government. We've got to stop thinking that B of A or Wells Fargo Bank and not just them but any any financial institution is going to take care of us. We have to first understand how money works. And so I think a lot of the time, our biggest challenge is that many of us don't really understand how money works. So we've got to get in a position where we can understand how to be our own money manager, how to make our money work for us. We won't be able to do that until we first learn how money works and how to build a strong financial foundation. A lot of times people say, oh, I'm, I'm doing good, you know, and I, I've already built my financial foundation, but they build it up wrong. A strong financial foundation is built up just like a house. It's built brick by brick, layer by layer. And one of the first things that people must have is proper protection on their life, their health, and disability insurance coverage. You have yeah. to have those things, you know. Yeah. And that, that speaks to exactly what you were just talking about. Right. Life happens. Life happens. And, it, a, and an, an illness, a disability, something like that, a death in the family can really throw people's money into a tailspin if they don't have the proper protection in place. So that's the first thing we have to make sure we have. The second okay. thing we have to do is we have to understand how to manage our debt, how to reduce our liability. Then and only then we can start to build an emergency fund. See, a lot of right. people say, I know, you know, just like what you were saying, the rule of thumb has always been you start your emergency fund and you have three months of, of savings set to the side. Right. Right? But that does you no good if you don't have the proper protection on your life, your health, and disability. So you become ill, doesn't matter that you have three months of savings set to the side. What is that going to do when one medical bill will cost you $100,000? So so we've got to stop doing things out of order. We have to have that proper protection in place. Then we can manage our debt, reduce our liabilities, understand where we can cut off some of the unnecessary spending. Because as Americans, we spend a lot 
unnecessarily. We like stuff. And so, you know what I mean? We, we, like, yeah, we, we like the idea of having things. So we've got to get in a situation where we reduce our liability and we learn how to get rid of a lot of our debt. Then okay. we can build our emergency fund, and then we can build up our savings and investments. When you have those things in place, you have a strong financial foundation. Okay. Well, hold on. This is Sandra Keys, and you're listening to Keys to the Kingdom. My special guest today, today is Ms. Kendra Willis, who is educating us on our finances. You know, God has given us money, and we need to know how to manage it. Amen. Manage it well. Do him proud. And so she is here to help us with that. I have a couple of callers here. Um, I just says California. Uh, hello? Hello? Uh, hello? This is Sandra Keys. Did you have a question? No? Okay. We'll go to Central California. Hello, this is Sandra Keys. Do you have a question? No? <laughs> what well, any question? <laughs> any question, any financial question that you have for Ms. Willis? Okay. No questions. All right. Again, this is Sandra Keys, and you're listening to Keys to the Kingdom. My special guest is Ms. Kendra Willis, who is going to help us, who is going to help us with our finances, help us prepare for now and in the future. And Kendra, I just wanted to say one thing I was happy with, but I also have to say, uh, after losing a job, you do have to cut back on your finances. And what I found was you can have a whole lot of insurance because I was insurance out to the hill. But once mm-hmm. I wasn't working, I wasn't able to uh, continue to, to pay for all of them. But the one thing I was happy about in the planning was that on my um, ex-husband's insurance policy, because he became disabled and was un- unable to work and is now in a um, nursing home, that there was a clause in there, Had he bec- once he became uh, disabled, uh, that we wouldn't have to pay, the, the premiums would be waived. And so for yes. that, I was Thank you, Jesus. You know? Yes. So that's yes. Good yes. And I'm so happy I had that insurance agent that put that clause in there because that really, really did help me out. Can you yes. speak to yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. basically, well, um, that's why I always tell people that knowledge is power. And yes. our company, WSB, World System Builders, World Financial Group, our goal is to really, really provide one million people throughout North America with the financial education that will really empower them to have a better future. And so what we do, we offer um, a financial foundation education program. And inside of that program, we teach you about things like that. What yeah. types of insurances are out there that are, that are best for you? Because if you don't know and you're, and you're sitting with an agent or you're sitting with a broker um, and, and their end goal is not to look out for you, their end goal is to make a check. If you're not educated and you don't know what your options are, you could be in trouble. And so right. we give people those classes, those educational classes, where we show them not only just about making money or how to make their money work better for them and where to find money or how to save more money, but we also sit them down and we teach them to understand investments, to understand insurance, to understand what a proper protection plan looks like. Because what you're speaking to is the fact that your husband had a proper protection plan. And so 
So like mm-hmm. you said, some of your insurances you let go because you couldn't afford them. But there are so many different products and programs on the market that in the event of a disability or an illness, you don't have to make a payment. In That's the event right. of a you know, in the event of a disability or an illness, cash right. value is there. Cash value is there to pay off the the policy for you. And, and the, that's right. That's right. And I had that too on some of my insurance policies and that got me through for a few months. So I look, my insurance agent, I give her kudos because she was looking out for me, even though I didn't see that at the time, she was right. looking out for me and I thank God for her. And so right. to speak to that too, how do you, how do you choose the right agent? How do you know the agent is looking out for you? Because if you're not educated on what's what, how would you know that? Well, what I like to tell people is to get educated because there's right. no surefire way for you to make sure that Sally Sue, you know, is going to do the right thing for you. And you I, know, and, I and could I give you tips on lucky. how to. Yeah, I was just lucky. You, but you were lucky. You were lucky. Right. Right. And that's not going to happen to everybody. And so within my organization, we, spe- we specifically work with people to, to understand how it all works. And so if you sit through our financial workshops, when you leave, you feel empowered. You know, and those workshops happen all over, not just Northern California, but those workshops are happening all over the nation. So it's a national program that we're running. And people can drop in and drop out at their convenience. You know, they become a member. They come in and they come out. And we have the workshops broken down into seven different um, workshops, sometimes six, sometimes seven, depending on the area and the location uh-huh. of, the, of the school. And you go in and you learn. And these are the things that we teach you so that you're able to recognize when somebody is doing you a disservice. At the right. end of the day, you cannot expect somebody else to take care of your future. It's, it's really up to you. Nobody, I mean, even the, the, best, um, the best agent, the best financial planner, the best educator, they can do their best. To, to help you, to guide you, but you have to be aware, you have to be knowledgeable, and you have to start being aware and, and looking out for yourself. And I think when you understand how it all works, when you understand how money works, when you understand that you're responsible for you and that you have to be your own money manager, I think things will go much better, and I think you will you'll be able to discern when somebody's trying to do you a disservice. But this is another thing, too. Some people don't even like to deal with money that way. You know what I mean? It's, it's yes. overwhelming to them. They just like sticking with the simple, you know? They don't want to know about the stock market. They don't realize that it can help them. How do you change people's mindset? Well, first of all, I, I talk to people and make sure that people understand that their life is about them. And it's not so much all the time just about you, but it's about the legacy that you are creating and the ones that are coming under you. You know, for me, for me, I grew up um, with a family where that just wasn't taught. You know, money wasn't a topic of discussion. And quite frankly, that happened a lot in the African-American community and And some other and some other communities. And you know why? Because it's a lot of times it's about the struggle. You know, they're just trying to make ends meet, forget trying to put something away because it's not there. You know what I mean? And so until you can get people to kind of see that you have to make that sacrifice and start looking into the future, they're not going to do it. And even though, and it could be 
it's survival and your little kids see that you're surviving and that's how you ran things and then they take on that 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 mindset as well so it well, is a changing of the mind well and i think that may have been the um the the stigma for generations of past but i wouldn't yeah. say that that's so much of gener- the generation that we are in now that may have been grandma's um generation but even they were better at planning than we were um yeah. because they did they did all have insurance you know everybody's yeah. grandmother had something to be buried with. But I think that it's up to us to break those generational curses. And I say that to say that the churches have a platform, and the church is is about community. And so because the church is about community, the church owes it to its people to make sure that those stigmas are changed and that those generational curses are broken. I feel like every church and every community needs to make sure that the people that are showing up to serve God, the people that are showing up to live right, ought to understand money. And I think it's the job of the church. It's the job of the people. It's the job of the community. It's sort of an each one teach one kind of thing. So we've got to work together to break those bonds. And I would say that generations of past, it was about making ends meet. But we're in a different time frame. We're in a different day and age. People are shopping. African Americans are shopping. We are we are the biggest consumers. We yeah, spend a lot. We spend right. a lot of money. So we've got to get away from the ignorance of thinking I'm just trying to make it. At the end of the day, that's not exactly true because the majority of us that are just trying to make it have cable, <laughs> drink Starbucks, and so that same. You know, $180 that's being put towards that cable bill can actually right. be put into a program that yeah. will that will grow money at at a large interest rate, 8%, 15%, an interest rate that will accumulate some cash for them and will make sure they have a death benefit. I sit with people all the time, and they tell me right off the bat what they can and cannot afford. And in the midst of them telling me what they can and cannot afford, First thing I ask is, do you have cable? Second thing I see is that you're drinking Coca-Cola at the table. You know what I mean? So we've got to get away from some of the simpleness, the silliness, and start worrying about the future of those that are coming behind us. If we want to have something, we've got to plan it. Nobody is coming to save us. We've got to save ourselves. That's true. That's true. Now, I, I, I don't want to change the subject, but you said you felt like it is the church's duty to educate their people. But my question to you regarding churches today, do you feel that they are really concerned about their men, their people like they should be? I do. I think you they're con- I okay. do. I think they are concerned. I think a lot of people would question that, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a whole, I think most churches are a community within itself. I think Mm -hmm. the church members form a bond with one another. They become family. I do think they are concerned, but I think they don't know in which direction to go either. If you only know what you know. And so your pastor is trained to pastor. You know, your minister is trained to minister. You know, they're trained to lay hands. They're trained to, to, to give you that spiritual uplifting. They are not trained to financially advise you, to sometimes counsel you on your marriage. See, I think a lot of times the people go to the church with 
expectations that aren't realistic. And right. so people go into church and they feel as if, well, you know, he didn't tell me what to do with my money other than put it in the offering plate. That's your responsibility to know what to do with your money, for one. But secondly, right. your pastor ought to go out and seek those who know and bring those people in who know to teach how to do. So and I think a lot of the point. times the pastors aren't doing that. I, that's a good point, and I had a few shows ago that we touched on that. Because not only, yeah, financial, that is one aspect, and then you have people in there that have mental issues. They can't really deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, they can't deal with that. They need profess- They need help. They need professional yeah. help. People with right. bipolar, you know, they can't deal with that. I mean, they can pray right. for them, right. and canceling, but that person needs more. And what we're right. saying is, that I do that I do believe that the churches need to wake up, realize the ministers and the pastors need to realize that they cannot help everyone. Take a step back and say, I need some help and start right. getting help that they need. And they don't have to necessarily bring them in the church, but they can outsource, have that yes. networking um, thing going on where where yes. they can't help this person, they can send that person there. And the same thing financially. I think that's a good point that you touched yes. on. Uh, yes. Hold on, let me do a station identification. This is Sandra Keys, and you're listening to Keys to the Kingdom at, at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. My special guest today is Ms. Kendra L. Willis, who is educating us on our financial responsibilities. Amen. We need to get better at managing our money. I don't care who you are. You're going to have something happen in your life that's going to be unexpected and that is going to challenge you financially. Be prepared for that. Uh, continue, uh, Kendra. Well, I just, you know, I just wanted to say that not so much in regard to the church, but in general. You know, uh-huh. at the end of the day, knowledge is wealth. And yes. we all want to be wealthy, but we're not going to be wealthy until we really start to understand how money works. And there really are things, Miss Sandra, that are taught to the wealthy and are passed down from generation to generation of the wealthy that keep them wealthy. So there are things that wealthy people know that average Joes just don't know. And unless we're willing as the average Joes to take the time to learn, because that a lot of it is taking the time, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of it is taking the time to seek that education So Mm -hmm. until we start seeking that education, we're just not going to know. And I think that a lot of the pastors, a lot of the churches that I've come into contact with, they've been very receptive to having myself and my partners. I do have business partners. We go go out together in groups. Um, We go out separately. But I do have business partners, and we work all around um, northern and southern California, Um, We have partners down in the St. Louis area. We have partners everywhere that will go out and and sit with those people in groups and really give a powerhouse presentation, a presentation designed to really educate people. So I will say that my experience, my recent experience has been that a lot of the pastors are being receptive, and they want their people to know better. They want their people to do better. And and it's also in their interest as well. I mean, if you have a growing church, an educated church, the church will prosper. You know, if the, if the proper seeds are planted, the harvest will be ripe. Um, so I think that a lot of the churches are being receptive and they are saying, please come over 
Show us how this thing works. We want the knowledge. We want the information. I have oh. not gotten I have not gotten many that are saying no. So I I am seeing a shift in that in that area. Okay. Do we have any questions? Let's see. Uh, I have guest number. Uh, let's see. Central California. I'm gonna unmute you. Let's see. Do you have any questions? Anybody? Central California. Any questions? Hello. No. Okay. We'll go to the next one.
and it's it's an HR meeting, and they just check boxes. Right. But a lot of us don't understand how a 401k works. A lot of us don't know that it is technically a taxable account. It's just taxed later, not taxed it's now. Tax, and I know all about that right now. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and and I have a business partner who likes to, when she sits with people, what she say to them is they say, oh, I have an excellent 401k plan and it's not being taxed. And one of the things she likes to say is that's because you're not being taxed on the seed, but you will be taxed on the harvest. So which oh, would yeah. you prefer? Yeah. <laughs> do, you pre- do you prefer to be taxed on the harvest or the no, seed? The seed, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. a 401k is are one of those plans, your 401k, your 403b, your IRA, your annuity, your pension plan, all of those plans will be taxed later. Now, there yeah. are also some plans that are taxed now. Your checking mm. account, your savings mm. account, your right. CD account, your stock account, your mutual funds account. But what people don't know are there are accounts that are called taxed advantage. So you hear rich people talking about they're looking for a tax advantage account. Well, what that uh-huh. generally means is tax never. Okay. Okay. So there are accounts, and one of those accounts is a life insurance plan. If you have the right type of life insurance plan, you can oh, have an – No, yeah. ma'am. No, ma'am. We have uh, an IUL, an index universal life, is universe. the best way to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, because – not only is that account a completely tax-free account, but it also accumulates cash that you can use later on in life for your, to help assist with your retirement or just for savings or to help get your kids through college. So right. that's what we call our tax advantage account. So I like to make sure that when I'm, when I'm sitting with people, I make sure they understand not just money but the tax issue of money. And they need right. to know where they're putting their money and making sure that they're putting their money in the best place and in a place where it's going to, at some point, start working for them. Okay. One other mistake I wanted to just share with everybody, too, that I made is I made sure, like 12 years ago, I insured all of my family members, and they have all good policies. But what I didn't do was insure myself. And the reason for that, I was like, well, no, I have good insurance on my job. You know, Mm -hmm. that I get at a cheaper rate. Well, what happens is, like me, you lose your job, okay, and Mm -hmm. you can no longer afford that policy. And Mm -hmm. as older you get, the more your insurance premiums become. You know, it's Mm -hmm. better to get a policy when you're 20, 30 years old because it accumulates. If you get the right policy, it will accumulate money, and, and you'll be able to borrow against that later on. But if you wait to, to, until you're 50-something, you know, your insurance premiums are going to be sky high. They're going to be sky high. And depending on your health, it all, that all comes into play. So yes. I, I, it's, it's very important to educate the young people about getting life insurance. And they think they're well, invincible and they don't want to look at it. But exactly. Yeah, to buy it exactly. early. And um, one of the things about the some of the – products that we offer, some of the plans that we have, you don't have to borrow off of them. You know how you said you can have a good insurance policy and as it accumulates money, you can borrow. When you borrow, you pay it back. Well, there are plans out there that you don't have to borrow. There are plans that you can pay into and the money is yours tax-free later on down the line. So You can opt to take it as a lump sum or you can opt to have a monthly payout, a monthly withdrawal, a quarterly withdrawal, 
a semi-annual withdrawal, and you don't have to pay that money back. Not only uh-huh. do you not have to pay that money back, it also doesn't cut into your death benefit. And Amen. and that's yeah. why I tell people well, it's important yeah. to learn how yeah. that works. Yeah, yeah. I have another question. Is it ever too late to plan for retirement? I'm sorry. I, I didn't catch that. Is it ever too late to plan for retirement? No. No, no, no. And you how so? To, you need to start immediately wherever you are. I don't care if you're 60. I don't care if you're 70 and you want to retire at 74. There is always a way. One of the things that I tell people is that you may just have to seek additional income, right? So not only do you need to cut back if you're, if you're getting up there in age and you're closer to retirement, your retirement years, and you don't have the funds, you can do one of two things. One thing you can do is cut back on some of your um, expenses. Again, it goes back to um, reducing your debt and, and your liabilities. That's yeah. one thing that you can start to doing no matter where you are in life. Um, yeah. The other thing that you can start to do is make more money, generate more income. And I talk to people all the time, and they say, well, what, what do I do? Well, you could work it. You could say welcome to Walmart if that's what you choose to do, or you can start another business. And our company actually is always, always, always looking for people who want to make some additional income. Um, so we always are in need of people that want to be a financial services provider. We teach them. We make sure that they get their proper licenses. We make sure that they are educated and that they understand what we're doing. Um, and then we get them ready and we train them. We do ongoing training. And then we take them out into the field to actually learn our business and show our business. So we show people how to understand what we do and then share it. So there are always ways um, to make that additional income so that you can meet that gap that you're, that you're facing for retirement. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, unless they plan very well, is going to have a gap these days because things are yes. just so expensive now. Even here in the uh, in uh, the Central Valley, you know how it used to be very very affordable to live here, especially yes. if you had an area job. But that is no longer the case. Um, it is becoming just as expensive here as it is in the Bay Area. So yes, yes you're going to have you're going if you're going to stay here, you're going to need. Uh, that extra income if you did not plan properly. Um, Exactly, exactly. And one of the things I encourage people to do is to figure out, find out how much you will need for retirement. And you have to understand how to calculate your money and how how to find out what you're going to need. So people say, well, how do I do that? Well, you need to sit with someone who's an expert. You need to sit with someone who help you to plan properly. You need to sit with someone who can come up with a personal finance strategy for you. I don't care if you're 21 years old. If you have an idea of when you want to retire, if you know you want to retire at 65, if you know you want to retire at 52, whatever that number is in your head, you need to sit down with someone who is knowledgeable enough that can help to show you how much money you will need. A lot of young people, millennials, have no clue that they're going to need in excess of $2 million to retire if they plan to retire at age 70 and a half. People are working hey, longer. Hey, 
two million dollars, you said? <laughs> two million dollars in their retirement account. Well, I have definitely fallen short. I'm telling well, that's, you. Well, that's millennials. That's millennials. That, that may not be the case for you. That's, oh, well, that's the younger yeah. folk because the, because inflation, because of the cost yeah. of inflation. You yeah. know, when you think about it, when you think about today, the cost of bread, maybe $2.50, but the cost of bread 30 years ago was 40 cents. So uh-huh. people never account for inflation, but the price of things change. You know, right. things, things, the dollar is different now today than it was. 20 years ago, 30 years right. ago, 40 years ago, you know, even down to the cost of a new car, the cost of a house, something simple as the cost of bubble gum, the cost of a stamp. Um, somebody was talking to me about when a stamp was five cents. And I'm like, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my mid thirties. I don't remember when a stamp was five cents, <laughs> you know, but the, right. the, the price of everything is going up. And so we have to account for inflation. We have to inca- account for tax. There is not going to be a time um, probably in our lifespan where we will see taxes go down. Um, And depending on who gets in the White House, taxes will for sure go up. So we have to account for those things. Uh, Yes, yes, we have to be prepared for when those types of things happen. And we just have to really just educate ourselves and make sure, again, it all boils down to – being our own money managers, and getting educated. You know, it starts with getting educated. And the way you get educated on your finances and the way you become your own money manager is you have to have access to financial information. You have to obtain the know-how. And to that point, I have a question from one. I think financial literacy is so very important, and sometimes we do not know what we don't know. Do you present to groups? Yes, I present to groups, um, and that's one of our our main focuses. We don't charge anything. Um, We have someone, we have a large team of people that are available, very knowledgeable, over 30 years of experience as a whole um, that can come out and speak to groups. Okay. What are the, tell me, what are the three or three or four most important insurance policies families should have in place? Well, again, that was what I talked about, having that strong financial foundation. Right. We must all have proper life insurance. We must all have proper health insurance. We must all have proper disability insurance. I think if you have those three insurances in place, then you're fine. And a lot of people think health and disability are one and the same, but they aren't. Um, Another thing that I recommend that people have is a proper long-term care plan. We also have those available. Many people don't realize that you don't have to be old. People have this belief that when you're young, you're going to be healthy, and that's not true. It's just not true. Um, so we have to have a proper long-term care plan in place. And I right. recommend that people do that when they're young. Get the long-term care plan when you're young because it really matters. It really matters having that in place. And let me tell you, um, long-term care is not cheap. 
And um, if you become disabled and need long-term care, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times your medical insurance will only pay for a few days, like maybe 100 days or so of long-term care. And then you're going, yeah. So it is, I'm just telling you, it is very expensive. I I personally um, is dealing with that now. Um, It's not cheap. It is not cheap. So the average cost, the average cost of long-term care right now in the United it's, States, the average annual cost is eighty-three thousand five hundred dollars per year. Yeah, it's over. That's, that's average. Over three thousand a month when you break that yes. down. Over three thousand yes. dollars a month. Yes, and that and that's a good and that. And that's on the lower spectrum. It's on the lower end, you're right. The you're the right. higher end, the the median end is the median, not the higher or the lower, but the average median is a little over seven to eight thousand dollars a month. So we're looking at eighty three thousand dollars that you know somebody would have to pull out of thin air um, should their loved one become. Um, ill or incapacitated or need some form of long-term care. Now, another thing that people don't know is that 41% of long-term care patients or people that are in long-term care today are between the ages of 18 and 64. So yeah. That's, that's yeah, my young people. Is 60 and he's in long-term care. So that's what I'm saying is that, it, that was totally unexpected. And yes. Financially, it, it, I'm telling you, it could bankrupt you. I'm telling right. you, if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question was asked, can I purchase standalone long-term care? Yes. Um, there are many companies. Um, I work with over a dozen um, investment companies and insurance carriers. And, yes, there are standalone long-term care programs. And long-term care programs are a lot more cost-effective when you get them when you're young and you're healthy or you're, right. you know, or, or you're healthy in general, not even so much being young, but you're healthy. It is much more cost effective to buy a long, to buy into a long-term care plan than it is to have to go into long-term care without a plan on your that's, own. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and isn't that coverage, can't you incorporate that coverage in a uh, life insurance policy? Uh, yes. Don't they- Providers for that on life insurance yes. policy. Yes. yes, there are there are standalone long-term care products for some people who say, "Well, I'm overly insured, or I already have enough insurance," or right. you can or you can utilize it as a rider onto um, a life insurance plan. So the proper life insurance plan can give you as a rider for just pennies on the dollar a long-term care plan that will last you your entire life. And so, though, when I say making sure that you are um, financially literate, that's what I mean, making sure, like like you, Sandra, you know it all because you've been yeah, through I've it been, all. I've lived it, yeah. You've yeah. lived it. And, it yeah. and, and that's why I thank you for allowing me to come on the show and to talk with yeah. you. You've yeah. lived it, and, and I pray that your listeners are, are really tuning in they, and they hear that you're they, saying, right. I've, I've been there. Do yeah. it beforehand. Don't right. wait until it's too late. Do it now. Right, right. And and it could be that everybody in your family is healthy, but you just you just never know. It could be a car accident that someone's in. You know, it could be anything. Yes. That it can, can be anything. Someone in your family and cause your whole financial situation 
you know, to change. You yes. know, so yes. yeah. Yeah. And and another okay. thing that I like to talk to people about is estate planning. You know, when you talk about estate planning and you think of um, people with money, you think of people that, that have all this money and they have these big estates, and that's not what estate planning is about. If you are a person, if you are a whole individual, you have an estate. Your estate starts with you. And so I tell people that no matter what you have, you have an estate, and you need to properly plan for what happens to your things, to yourself, if you are not capable of making a decision for yourself. You know, um, I'm hearing you talk about your husband and all of the things that, you know, you've, you've had to assist him in doing. The beauty of it is that he had you. You know, some people don't have somebody else. That's true. You know, and so I tell people, properly plan for your estate. Make sure that your your affairs are in order. Um, Even going back to Prince, we we all would have thought that Prince had everything together. Yes, yes, yes. And and there's a question in that regard. Do I need a trust if I have a will? Yes, you do. Okay, and why? Um, well, they are two different instruments for one thing, okay? So uh, the reason why you need a trust, a lot of people will tell me, well, I don't need a trust. Um, I have a will, so I think I'm fine. And what happens is they die, and their family members say, well, she said this on paper, but I, I, don't, I don't like what she said, and I want to um, go to court. I want to... When you have a will, you still, your family members will still end up going into probate, okay? And I'll explain the difference between the two. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people say, well, I don't think I need both. You do. And we also have plans. We also have uh, programs for that. But you have to understand the difference between the two. A will is an instrument that you use to determine how you want your assets divvied up, okay? So you'll use the, the instrument and say, this is how I want my assets divvied up. I, wanted, I want so-and-so to have this. I want so-and-so to have that. In a trust, you decide how you want, who's going to administer the things that you are putting in that will. A trust is, a trust is not um, debatable. You, do, you will not be able to go to court. You won't have to go to court if you have a trust. You may end up in court in probate. A probate has to be opened up if you uh-huh. have a will. Right. Okay. Okay. All yes. right. Are there any other questions? Let's go to Northern California. Northern California. Uh, do you have any questions? Hello? Everybody's shy tonight. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Hello. I can hear you. Hi, this is Grace. And hi. To the, hi, how are you? And to the speaker this evening, in reference to the long-time care program, is that contestable? Is there a contestable period like if you get insurance, you have to uh, live at least two years before it's out of the contestable state? Am I correct? No, well, no. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, the, the long-term care program for most companies. And so each carrier will have its own um, different um, terms on on the contract. 
But for mm-hmm. most carriers, the long-term care plan becomes effective immediately. However, okay. there will be certain guidelines that you have to meet to determine that you are eligible for long-term care. Generally, you will have to be disabled, qualified disabled, for a certain period of time. Um, that time frame, depending on the carrier, could be three months, could be six months. Um, but you will have to be at least 90 days deemed incapable, you know, incapable of caring for yourself in certain areas, bathing, dressing, cooking, feeding yourself. So they just want to make sure that you can't do these, you know, three out of five things and that you won't be able to do them for the next 90 days. So you don't All have right. to wait two years before you can use your long-term care plan. As long as yeah. your doctor has deemed you incapable of caring for yourself on your own, you're fine. Okay, I kind of came in late. I'm sorry for that, Sandra. Um, I, I heard you speak about the writers. That's what caught my attention. You were saying something about life insurance, and this person can be your writer on the on the plan. Is that correct? Well, we were speaking about um, having a long-term care plan attached onto your insurance policy as a writer. So that was one of the things we were talking about. You don't have to buy a standalone long-term care plan. You can uh-huh. uh, you can buy into or pay into an insurance policy and have a long-term care plan attached to that policy as a rider. Um, okay. I, I think you may be asking, is it possible to have an additional insured? Is that what you're asking, to have somebody else on no, the policy? No, not at all. No, I just heard, when I came in, I heard about the rider. And I didn't really know what the topic was. Um, I'm kind of understanding more now that I'm listening a little bit more. Yes, but you can, but I will say this. You can um, pay into a plan where you do, if you wanted to, say, for instance, you and a spouse um, had a plan together, and then you wanted to have, you know, him or a child as a rider, and then additional coverage, disability coverage, um, long-term care plans, all of those things can be attached as a rider. So what that means is you don't have to buy a separate plan. You just attach those coverages um, onto that plan. And that goes into effect immediately? Uh, generally, it will go into effect immediately unless you have some sort of a policy where there is um, a stipulation. So we do okay. have plans that we do we do cover people who have um, prior illnesses or previous illnesses. And when, when that's discovered, um, there are sometimes plans in place where there is an um, attachment or a stipulation like it, it doesn't start for a year because you've already, you, you're already a severe diabetic or you've had some heart issues. But for the most part, all plans go in immediately for the most part. Generally, a healthy person will get covered immediately. And on coverages, you are temporarily covered. So if I sat with you today and you and I uh, put a a plan in place, when I walk out of the door, you would be temporarily covered as long as the application is signed and dated. You're temporarily covered today until you're approved or denied by the insurance carrier. And is that based on a exam, a medical exam? Well, or no, you just go by the questions that you asked on paper? Your, te- your temporary coverage would be binding and effective today just based on the answers 
that you um, that you answer okay. on the app that you provide on the application. So when I walk out of the door, the goal is that you've answered correctly and in good faith. And honestly. Mm-hmm. And honestly. I understand. And then okay. they, from there, they will, you know, do their due diligence to get you fully uh, covered and approved. Uh, but during the interim time, you are approved. All right. Thank you so much. Very okay. informative. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We have come to the end of our program, but before um, we end, I just want to thank everybody for joining me here at Keys to the Kingdom on T25CL.com, Galaxy Radio. I would ask that you all take time to go onto our website. We are a music and movie, independent mu- music and movie distributor. We have independent movies on there that you would love and great artists for music. Please go check it out. I, I believe you will really, really enjoy the stuff we have on there. We also have a 24-7 radio station in addition to our talk radio, 24-7 music where we're playing everything, gospel, R&B, and everything is on the same channel. There's, so you never know what you're going to get next, but I guarantee you it's going to be great music. All right, I just want to thank my guest, Ms. Kendra. Ms. Kendra, you gave us a wealth of information on today. Tell us how we can book you if we want to bring you to our churches, uh, to our club, tell us how we can reach you. And on your social media, how can we get in touch with you on social media? Okay, perfect. Um, well, I'd like to give my phone number. I have two phone numbers, one being okay. a toll-free number. So listeners can call me um, at 209-740-9970. That's 209-740-9970. That's my local phone number. My toll-free number is 844-891-8684. That's 844-891-8684. They can also send me an email with any type of request, whether it just be questions and answers. Um, I can be emailed at info, I-N-F-O, Kendra, K-E-N-D-R-A-L, letter L, Willis, W-I-L-L-I-S, at gmail.com. So that's info, number four, Kendra L. Willis, at gmail.com. I can also be found um, via Facebook at Kendra L. Willis Author. So they can find me on Facebook. They can send me an email. That You can also leave, and I, I think, Sandra, you wouldn't mind if they wanted to leave information behind with you. Sure. Um, and then that she can, yeah. yes, because you all know how to reach Sandra, um, so you can also <laughs> leave information behind with her. But we yeah. would love to come out, I, myself and my team, we'd love to come out to your church, your women's group, your living room. I encourage people to do their own meetings. We A lot of times people have parties uh, for purses and jewelry. Have a have a financial party. Have a money party. Um <laughs> Yeah. Do that in your living room, and we do that all the time as well. All all meetings are free of charge, and then also I'd love to invite them to some of our um, our workshops. If anybody is interested, please reach out, and I will get you information on becoming a member of our program, getting into the workshop, getting our workbook, and getting smart. We live in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. People should not be retiring poor. So I Thanks. really want us Thanks. to get a grip on our money. And, and get moving in the 21st century. 
All right, girl. Well, I do appreciate you. Thank you so much. And quickly, before we go, just one more minute. Just um, Tell us, because Kendra is a very good author. She has a book that I absolutely love. She has several books, but one of them I love, No Faith. Uh, so um, could you tell us where we can find that book? Um, well, my novel, No Faith, um, it, you can find it on Amazon.com. That's the most common place that you can find it, any online book retailer, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon.com. You can also walk into a bookstore. I know that's not common anymore. People rarely do that. But any um, bookstore, you can find it. You can find it on your Apple um, iPad, um, or you can go into any Walmart, and it's there as well. So Amazon.com is a great way um, to find that book. And my goal is to uh, next year not only – put out novels, but I really want to um, put out a guide to help people build their own financial future. So that's something that I really want to help people do is really to take control over their money. So I'll be working on that um, during the year. Hopefully I can come back and visit you sometime, Ms. Sandra. I enjoy enjoy. And I'm waiting for for the second book on faith. I want to know what happened to her. Yes, I am working on that. I've set that to the side and really, really started focusing on helping to empower people and build their, their financial foundation. But you know what? I will get back to that, and you will be the first one to have a copy, and, and I'll be back on your show. And and I'd love – Sandra, you can invite me anytime to your living room to do a meeting because you, you're perfect at this. <laughs> Yeah, I know, girl. Yeah, I, I think I, I may have a new business partner. I'm, I'm open. <laughs> okay, right. thank you for having right. me. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Keys to the Kingdom at T25CL. Please tune in every Friday at 730. We have some great topics that go on here. You guys have a blessed and safe Memorial Day weekend. God bless. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>